Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On today's episode, I'm talking with Paris Hilton. I've spoken to and interviewed the hotel heiress countless times over the last two decades, but this conversation is like no other. Here, she opens up like she's never done before. It's a wide-ranging talk that covers her teenage years, the simple life, Kim Kardashian, her family, and a string of abusive relationships. Hilton says her documentary, This Is Paris, has helped her heal from trauma caused by years of physical and emotional abuse. Now, she's ready to settle down a bit and start a family. Whether you're a Hilton fan or not, you'll want to hear what she has to say. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Here's Paris Hilton. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah, last night was incredible. So super proud. Yeah, tell me about walking uh, a red carpet. Um, I imagine it's one of the few you've done in the last 16 months. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this has definitely been the longest time I've been off the red carpet with everything that's been happening in the world. But it's exciting that things are finally coming back and it's just great to be back here in New York City and also just so grateful that we were able to have it at Tribeca Film Festival since last year because of the pandemic we couldn't so it was just a really special night. What does it mean to have your documentary playing the Tribeca Film Festival? It just makes me feel super proud. It's mm. a film that I really just put my all into and just to have it be playing at such a prestigious festival here in New York City, my hometown, was incredible. So you talk about in the documentary that you're usually on the road 250 days out of the year. Yes. Did you go through any sort of withdrawal during the pandemic? Like it just stopped. Actually, I didn't. I think I really needed this time off. And it was Mm. perfect timing because my now fiance Carter and I have been together since Thanksgiving of 2019. So I was just so in love. And then obviously from the beginning and then to be able to not have to travel 250 days of the year and get to spend so much time together 24 seven and get to know each other in ways that wouldn't have been possible before because my schedule was so crazy. So I'm so grateful to have had him because he made it just amazing just to be at home with him every single day. 
And how important was it to have someone, a partner by your side, like Carter, when a documentary like this is put out into the world? Because I imagine if he wasn't around, you're going home alone and it's spinning. Definitely. Um, it was very emotional, especially to watch that film for the first time and just to have him with me by my side and being so supportive. And I think also him watching that film, it got him to know me in so many ways and to speak about so many private things that have happened in my life. So it definitely made us even closer. And um, yeah, just the love and support from everybody around the world, because I had no idea how the world was going to react. Mm -hmm. um, telling, you know, such a story that no one had ever heard before. Did it help you heal? Are you healing? Have you healed? Where are you in that process? It's been the most healing experience of my life. I, you know, since I was 16 years old, I've had severe nightmares, insomnia, and dealing with a, you know, a lot of trauma that I <laughs> never released. And by speaking about it for the first time, it was just um, very hard just to relive, but also just to let all that go and to finally tell my story and just the fact that it's had such an impact on hundreds of other thousands of children and adults who have went through the same thing I have. And just for people to reach out and say, thank you so much for telling your story because I felt so alone. No one ever believed me and it's really validated so many people. And now it's making real changes and um, really putting a spotlight on it and just seeing what's happening in the system to these children is wrong. And um, I'm just excited for the next steps that I'm taking on a federal level to uh, make this illegal everywhere in the world. When you, in the documentary, you talk a lot about the character of Paris Hilton. Were you scared all this time that people would find out about the real you? I think just from what I went through, I was so traumatized that I just didn't want to think about it. So as soon as I left there, I made a promise to myself that I was never going to think about it again. I would never tell a person this was not part of my life. And I kind of developed this almost like fantasy Barbie perfect mm -hmm. life. And that's what I wanted to portray to the world because I just didn't want to think about anything else. So, um, and then obviously with the simple life that escalated it even more because the whole world got to know me through that character. Um, so it was kind of like, almost like a mask that I would wear, I think maybe just to mask the trauma and mm -hmm. to uh, project, you know, this, what I thought the public wanted to see. I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm not a shrink for sure, but it's a dissociation. Yes. Which I didn't even realize I was doing. I mm. think it was just, you know, now that I'm an adult and I've been through so much in life, I can look back and see that all stems just back from my childhood. Um, so it's really interesting when you actually um, really look into it. And just even watching the film, I just realized a lot about myself that I didn't even know. I don't even think I knew who I was until this mm -hmm. documentary. It's pretty, uh, pretty incredible and pretty powerful of when you can really turn your pain into a purpose. I mean, it's, you know, it's the old proverb, we're only, we're only as sick as our secrets. And it's, you know, when we tell our truth, you know, for me, I'm in recovery, I'm HIV positive. And as soon as I told the world that, my shoulders went down. I was able to breathe. 
uh, the truth will set you free. I really believe in that line. It really is true. Um, so you said you're not going to stop until you make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, cl- how close are you to that? I think that was such a goal of mine before because I wasn't happy in my personal life. So, and also just going through what I went through, I always saw money as freedom and independence and not being controlled. And I think that's why I just had a really, that was like my focus in life. And now that I am so incredibly happy and in love in my personal life, it's, I'm not really interested in billions anymore. I'm more interested in babies. And also (laughs) even during this year, I've had so much time at home where I've launched six different businesses. Um, I've never worked harder in my life. And I think also having a partner who is so business-minded is just really such an inspiration to me. I've never been with someone who's so brilliant and just really just pushes me up and makes me feel like I can be the best woman I can be. And I'm just so proud of my business and how it's going and the empire that I've built. And I just can't wait for the next phase of my life. It's interesting talking to you right now. You go into the Paris voice and you go out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Is is there, are there moments where you're consciously doing it or there's certain topics that sort of bring that character out? I think because I've been doing it for so long, like more than half my life, (laughs) that it's just a part of me and I don't even realize it. Or if I'm getting a little shy, I'll do it. Or if I'm on camera, like my new show that's about to come out soon, um, (laughs) I play the character, I play into it. I kind of go back to the simple life. I I think just because that's where it all started and it's Mm. just, I'm still very playful at heart. So I can be a serious businesswoman when I, I'm in the boardroom and then I can also be fun and playful because I'm just very childlike and that's how I am. I mean, I remember for years, you know, the rumor was that's not really her voice. <laughs> she doesn't really sound like that. Yeah, I know a lot of people are very surprised when they hear my <laughs> voice. They're like, wow, your voice is so low. Uh, so yeah it's pretty funny I don't go as high octave as I used to (laughs) the fact that you're even saying it in those terms (laughs) yep um your sister's in the dock your mom is in the dock but not your brothers and not your dad why they're just more private you know my sister and I we started our careers together as teenagers um we started everything back in Tokyo and Nikki was 14, I was 16. So we've, you know, been in front of the camera since we're little girls. And um, my father is a businessman. He really isn't interested in being on camera and my brothers as well, they're more low key. (laughs) And now your mother's a reality star. Yes. How are you feeling about that? I was very nervous because, you know, on the show, there's a lot of drama, there's a lot of fights and, you know, that's the last thing that you want to see your parents doing. But my mom is just so funny on that show. I am so proud of her. She's just so real. She's herself. And I see a lot of myself in her when I watch her. It's like, oh my God, I, I am her. Like I learned a lot of, I think my humor from mm-hmm. her. I think when a lot of people have been writing me on social media being like, oh my God, like you are totally your mom. And she's such a legend. And just she's so funny. So I'm really enjoying the show. At one point in the doc, Nikki says to you, asks you, have you ever apologized to mom and dad? And you said no. 
have you yet? And do you feel like you need to? You did. I did. After the documentary, I think, you know, I was just a kid who moved to New York. I'd lived a very sheltered life. I'd never been out. Like I was only allowed to go to like the mall. I wasn't allowed to go to school dance. I couldn't wear makeup. I couldn't go on dates. My parents were super strict because I was their first daughter. Then I moved to New York. All of a sudden I'm getting invites to every party, event, club opening. I'm like living at the Waldorf. I'm like, all right, I can sneak out. There's a cab <laughs> guy. I can go in a taxi. Like it was just like a whole new world. So I think they just got super scared because they didn't want me going to clubs. And, you know, I kind of just said, sorry that I snuck out. <laughs> <And laughs> just, they, didn't, no. they didn't know, you know, it, like these boarding schools were the way they were. They just thought they right. were normal boarding schools. Um, you talk about babies are on your mind now in the doc. Obviously, you and Nikki have a real heart to heart. And Nikki says some people just aren't, you know, the parent type, I guess. Um, but now you're really thinking about babies. Definitely. Now that I have my other half, I cannot wait for that. Mm -hmm. We're talking all the time. We're planning names. Like we are so excited to start having our family in 2022. So next year, I can't wait for that. I just, I love kids, especially hanging out with my little nieces. Nikki's daughters are the most beautiful little girls. <laughs> Carter is so cute with them. They're obsessed with uncle Carter. He's going to be the best dad ever. So I'm just yeah, I can't wait for that. I've done so many things in my life, but, you know, having a family is the one thing that's missing. Do you get, do you get nervous that you might have a little Paris Hilton, the character <laughs> running around? Well, her name is going to be London. So um, <laughs> you're already setting uh, it up. <laughs> no, I feel that, you know, with everything I've been through, I, I'm going to know how to deal with my daughter. I think it's all about just being open and talking and letting them feel comfortable. My mom, you know, she had me when she was 19. She was a baby. So everything was very new to her. And with me, I feel that I've been through so much in life and I'm going to have amazing advice. And I'm hoping she's not going to want to be in this industry. Hopefully she'll want to be like a doctor or something or a lawyer. <laughs> like you were going to be a veterinarian? Exactly. <laughs> Um, do you worry, I mean, you're talking about Carter, you're talking about babies, you're talking about your life. Obviously, we've heard you talk about um, men like this before. Um, does it worry, it, was there ever a point where you said, you know what, I'm not going to talk about the guy I'm with, or I'm not going to talk about my fiance because I'm going to marry him because of what you've gone through in the past? In the past, you know, I think I just wanted to portray the perfect life, even though I was having some really bad relationships where guys were abusive, they were cheating on me, but I didn't want the world to know because I was ashamed of that because they would make me feel ashamed. And I'd never opened my heart. I didn't really ever love anyone. It was more just about, you know, showing the public, oh, I have this amazing relationship. I'm so in love. I'm so happy, but I really never meant it. And now I actually know what love is and feeling safe and trusting someone and having a best friend and a partner like that. So this is like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. And also I think with, you know, the ending of my documentary, people, it ended in a way where it was like, not really an ending. It was just like, what's gonna happen next? And I'm just excited now that people can see that I finally found my fairy tale ending.
your fairy tale ending, but have you, you know, you talk in the doc, obviously you don't name names, but you talk about five men who abused you. Have you heard from any of those men since the doc or since the abuse? I've changed my number so many times that they can't get a hold of me, but I have had their friends reach out to me because they're all nervous that I'm going to say their names. Um, so yeah, I think people are, are very nervous that they'll be exposed. Was there a thought at one point to reveal names? Just, I, I don't, I'm not the type of person that like talks about things like that. I just, I felt nervous to say, so Maybe I will one day, but I'm not ready yet. What do you have to say to those men? Just <sighs> what they did was was wrong. And I hope that, you know, by everything that's happening in the world right now and people being held accountable for their actions, that they don't do it to other women, because I think it's something that um, once they start, it's just in their you know, in their blood to, to be that way. But I feel right now there's a time where people are not getting away with anything anymore. So I'm really grateful for that. That um, I think it's, it's, I don't think people are going to be doing that and getting away with it anymore. So hopefully it's, it's stopped because no one should do that to anyone. And you signed a deal for your memoir. What mm -hmm. else is there to say? What else are you going to reveal? Oh my God. <laughs> this book is going to be uh, very interesting. I've lived, I feel like the lifetime of like 50 people, like I've lived such a full life. So obviously with the documentary, you couldn't fit everything into it. So the book is going to be more in depth into, um, into it all from the beginning till now. So um, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm loving writing this book and um, it's going to be my third book. <laughs> is it is it hard? I mean, when you because yes. listen, your other books were a little on the fluffier side. Oh yeah, definitely. Those were just really fun. But now I'm, I feel like I'm an open book. I've been through so much. I've I've told my story, and um, you know, it's it's going to be also fun parts too because there's a lot of fun things that happen in my life, and also I love being an inspiration to others. If you really work hard and you're a good person and you put your all into things that anything is possible and your dreams can come true. We're going to take another short break. I'll be back with more Paris Hilton in just a few. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's more of Paris Hilton. When you saw Kim's interview in the doc saying she credits you for everything. I love her. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. I've known her since we're little girls and what her and her entire family have done is phenomenal. And they're such powerful boss babes and <laughs> it's amazing. I feel really proud to see all of my friends succeed in life. And you're doing more reality television. Wow. It's not reality television, docu Okay. 
docuseries. <laughs> Why? Well, I just signed my deal with Warner Brothers, so yeah. I now have my own production company, Slivington Manor Entertainment. And uh, we're doing a lot of projects, but I thought this would be the first perfect one, Paris in Love. Because again, like I was saying, I'm excited about my fairy tale ending. And I really just want to share that with my fans. I think it's just going to be so much fun just to share this part of my life because it's going to be the most special moments of my life. And I don't know, I'm excited. Carter's a little like, he's <laughs> like the opposite of that. Like he never goes on a red carpet. He doesn't do interviews. He's very private. He runs, you know, one of the biggest VC firms out there. So he's not interested in being on camera, but I convinced him. I was like, please, honey, this means so much to me. So um, I got him to do it. <laughs> you, you, you talk about your fans a lot, obviously. And one of the things you said in the doc that you don't know any genuine people, that your fans are the genuine people you know. But do you feel that your fans are fans of the character Paris, where how could they be genuine if they only know the character? Does that make sense? I, I see what you mean by that. But with my fans, I literally know them. I've had them stay at my house. I've loaned them <laughs> out shows like we've spent time together. So they know the real voice. They, they know mm -hmm. I'm playing a character, too, because my fans are literally like my little brothers and sisters and they get me in ways that like a lot of people don't like even people who I know in real life. Um, so yeah, they know both sides and they know what mm. I'm doing. <laughs> are you addicted to the spotlight? I love it for my brands. I, you know, mm. I'm running so many different businesses. I'm about to launch my 29th fragrance. I have 19 <laughs> product lines. I'm launching, you know, <laughs> digital like uh, metaverses and my own real estate and it's just so much so as part of the brand I am that brand so I have to be out there but you know when I have a family next I'm gonna focus more on that I'll still run my businesses but I have an incredible team so um, I'm not going to be traveling and everywhere like I used to once I have my children you're not jumping on that stage at a music festival well, maybe. <laughs> I love I mean, that tomorrow like, for special things. I'm only going to say yes if it's something very special, but I'm not going to be, you know, playing every weekend. <laughs> I mean, that was an incredible, I don't like to call it a scene because obviously it's unscripted. How hard was that to watch? I mean, the, the, how you had to compartmentalize going from, you know, this expert literally to the second you're going on stage. You were able to, again, go back to that word, dissociate. Yeah, I think it's just something I've got, I got used to. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was a nightmare, just having to deal with that on one of the most important shows of my life. And when people get insecure and jealous and weird, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I've never stood up for myself before. It was the first time. Mm -hmm. And it felt really good just to be like, get the hell out of my life. Like this random person who I new for like literally two weeks. Um, so I'm happy that I finally stood up for myself. And, but I also didn't want that in the movie. I literally, after they showed me the first cut, I was like, I don't even want this guy using me to try to get famous. So I want him cut out of every single scene. Like, I don't want him in the movie at all. And they're like, Paris, you know, we already filmed all that footage. Like we have to, and we think it's a powerful scene to show that you're, you're finally, you know, 
taking your power back and standing up for yourself. And we think that's really important. So I'm actually happy that I did keep that in because a lot of other women have reached out to me and said that they could relate so much and they've been through the same type of thing and they just love seeing me stand up for myself. That was the first time you stood up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How old were you? When I did this? Yeah. Two years ago. (laughs) So it's crazy, but I'm happy that I did. I think you know, when you've been through so much, um, like it's important to stand up for yourself because if you don't, people will just walk all over you and I'm sick of people using me and I'm just not going to have negative people in my life anymore. I've wasted too much time having bad people in my life who were only trying to use me. How do you close the door on that path or do you close the door on that past or do you use it to fuel you going forward? I use it to to learn and to also appreciate, especially now just my relationship. It's just to have like this really real, pure, true thing is just so different than anything I've ever had before. So watching that just shows like, wow, like so much has changed. Like it's like my entire life has completely changed in the past mm-hmm. year and I've never been a, in a better place in my life. So what is the one product you want to do that you haven't done yet? What's that dream product? Mm, I'm trying to think because I've literally made every type of product <laughs> you can imagine. Um, I, I don't even know. I'm trying to think. Something, um, well, I'm planning something I, I can't announce <laughs> yet, but it's going to be uh, in the metaverse. So mm. it's uh, very futuristic and very exciting. <laughs> What, how often do does someone come to you and say, hey, let's reboot the simple life. Let's reboot the simple life. Do it a again. Million, a million times, all the time. But I feel like that show is just so iconic and so like one of a kind and like the first of its kind. And um, it would be hard to recreate that. Plus, I, I mean, love, I, I don't want to leave Carter and have to like go to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but also... I don't think you could do it again because we know like when you say you've never mopped in your life, we now know that wasn't true. Yeah. Now people know that that was all a character. <laughs> when you watch it now, what goes through your mind? I laugh. I think it's it's just hilarious and fun. Carter and I actually watched it a lot during the pandemic. And it was just funny to see because everyone thought that I was really like this dumb blonde, but every line I said, I knew exactly what I was doing. I always plan everything out. Like what's Walmart? Do they sell walls there? Like I know exactly what Walmart is. Like (laughs) it's just funny to watch that. Just me playing someone else. And the fact is we all believed it. We really, I mean, the voice thing, like I said, there were always rumors that voice wasn't real, but when you said things like that, people truly, believed it. I don't know if they wanted to believe it because there's, you know, there was an aspirational part of you not knowing what Walmart was. Does that make sense? Yes. I think that's a lot what like the 2000s were about. It was just like very like (laughs) decadent and like all about that and like all about just like always being like covered like in Louis Vuitton monogram. It was just like very 2000s, very just, (laughs) yeah, fun and extravagant and extra. Did you ever think when you were living that life, there would come a time where the world would get to know the real Paris? No, 
I thought that this would just be my brand and character forever because I kind of felt stuck in it because when I did The Simple Life, I had no clue that it would be such a huge success and it would have to continue year after year. And then I'd have to do interviews and I'd have to play the character again. So I just assumed everyone would always think that of me in the public. When you were in that though, was there a part of your brain going, I don't want to do this character anymore? Or did the char you become the character? It's, I think it made it easier just to deal, just a lot of the media people, you know, would be scrutinizing of me and, and just say really mean and hurtful things. So I felt like it was this mask where it's like, it doesn't hurt me because it's not me. And they're not really talking mm -hmm. about me. They're talking about this character that I created. So I think it kind of like shielded me from the pain of people, you know, trying to be mean about me. If you could talk to little, little girl Paris Hilton right now, what would you tell her? I would say be strong. You're going to go through a lot of things in life and be very wary of who you let into your life because a lot of people don't have good intentions, but just know that everything's going to be okay. And one day you're going to find the love of your life and have built a huge empire and live happily ever after. <laughs> when you, when you look at that journey, you know, for me, everything I've been through, I am what I am. I have a husband. I, you know, I never thought I would find a husband. And I'm sitting here talking to Paris Hilton, and I'm married for eight years. It's insane. Um, but I realized that I had to go through my journey to get where I am. Is that the same for you? Definitely. I think that timing is everything. You know, everything happens for a reason in life and people come into your life at the perfect time. And I really do believe in fate and I believe in, in good karma. And um, yeah, I feel like I finally know who I am and I'm just ready just to like open my heart and my mind and experience life in such a different way. And also now just speaking of my story, I feel that people finally respect me and understand me in ways that they never have. And, and also, um, I don't know, I've, I feel like I've been underestimated my whole life as well. So to have now, you know, proved a lot of people wrong feels really good. Talk about that, proving people wrong. Is that, is that part of the, I want to make a billion dollars. If I make a billion dollars, you'll all see you were yeah. all wrong. I think that was all what it was always about before. Definitely. So you're but money doesn't buy happiness. It really doesn't. It's all like love is what does really love. And I think radiating, radiating kindness and bringing light and love and beauty to the world. I think that's what it's all about. And I feel that, you know, maybe God made me go through certain things so that, you know, one day I could use my platform and help make a difference. And the fact that I told my story and now just passed my first bill in the Senate. That, so now everything that happened to me would be illegal with other children and now taking it to a federal level. So in all 50 states, it will be illegal. That's powerful. And even though I went through hell and back, the fact that I'm now using that so it won't happen to other children is one of the most empowering just things that's ever happened to me in my life. Would you ever run for public office? See, I like the ring, 
President Paris. <laughs> Make America hot again. The White House would be the pink house. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, on all seriousness, look, Kim Kardashian, law school, who would have thought you're, you know, testifying uh, before government bodies, who would have thought? It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so are, how about law school? Has Kim told you to go to law school? Yeah, we were talking about it. We were over at my house like two months ago and I was asking mm -hmm. about it because I can't imagine just how hard that would be to study for all that and like... The bar, it's just like, uh, it's unreal. That woman can do anything. It's really, really amazing. Do you think you could do it? Be a lawyer? Yeah. I would be like Elle Woods, like legally blonde vibes. I totally felt like Elle Woods when I was like speaking of the Senate. And then when we went and I signed the bill with them, I literally felt like I had that like Elle Woods moment. But, I love um, when every time you say <laughs> Elle Woods, you go into the voice. I know. You can't say it in a serious. Elle Woods. <laughs> no, that was just creepy. I know. <laughs> uh, President Paris, Paris, this is great. Um, congratulations on the doc. Thanks. I do think um, not only are you healing from it, but I think um, you're going to let a lot of other people heal. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I'm in recovery, so it's all about no more secrets. Yeah, that will literally kill us. Yeah, eat you alive. And living in your truth is just, there's nothing better because once you're in your truth, no one could get you. You know, yeah. when, when, with me, I was like, this is who I am because I for so long feared that people would know that I was in recovery. But I'm, I'm proud like, of you. I'm gonna cry. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> July July seventh will be eight years sober. Congratulations. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, you know, we all we all have our journey, and you know, for me, you know, people see me, you know, doing the red carpet and stuff like that, and they all think it's this life that, and to tell someone, well, I'm in recovery, they. It's almost like they can't put two and two together. It's like, we all have our journey. I know. We're having journey. a good journey now. <laughs> I know, and your journey, you know, you have a whole nother journey beginning Paris. Now, are you nervous when, you know, you do have a baby in your arms? I feel like, not I feel like, I know the paparazzi are going to go nuts. Yeah. Do you fear that? Um, yeah, because I, I do, because I, I look back at photos of my other friends with their babies and it just, I think it would be scary to have so many cameras, you know, when you're holding your child and like the flashes or people like pushing each other over. So I, I definitely am going to have like a bodyguard or someone with me um, when I'm with my children in public because I would never want them to be you know, hurt or something to happen because it gets, it gets crazy sometimes. I'm in the 2000s. <laughs> and still hear all the flashes. <laughs> the flashes, the trying to drive away and not hitting someone or not getting, you know, we all know about the paparazzi who stick their foot under the car and all of a sudden oh, yeah. they're suing you. Uh -huh. I've seen that so many times. 
it's it's a lot yeah well again paris thank you so much this was great it's great uh morning to wake up to paris hilton oh this, you, Mark. you're always this, so kind and so sweet i always love running into you and oh thank you yeah, this was this was awesome, and it's nice to talk to Paris in the Paris voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Paris. Thanks, honey. Have a great day. Congratulations. Bye bye. Bye, honey. That was Paris Hilton. This is Paris is available on YouTube. Now let's go inside this week's Our Town section of Variety. With New York and Los Angeles reopening, we asked Hollywood stars and insiders about their favorite restaurants. Poe's co-creator Stephen Canals names Providence in Los Angeles as one of his favorites. I just love a tasting menu, Canals tells Variety, while praising chef Michael Simarusti. The inheritance playwright Matthew Lopez says he loves going to Walters near Fort Greene Park in Brooklyn for its signature burger. And WME partner Richard White's? says the pigs in a blanket at the Sunset Tower Hotel's Tower Bar are a must-have, as is the pizza with meatballs made especially for him at Craig's in West Hollywood. Find out some more restaurant picks in this week's Variety or at Variety.com. That's it for this week's episode of Just for Variety. Coming up tomorrow, a very special extra episode with the legend, the icon, the diva, Cher. Until then, check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. See you tomorrow with Cher. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.